0: I am <laughs> Lester the Nightfly? Lester the Nightfly
1: I'm Lester the Nightfly
2: Lester the Nightfly
1: I'm Lester the Nightfly
2: You do the pandango
0: Thunderbolts and lightning Very, very frightening Galileo Galileo Galileo
3: Magnifico Hello, this is PJ Ewing Here on Lester the Nightfly We have a really fun show Full of rock and roll and full of surprises for me. I have a guest. His name is, is there a drum roll somewhere? Steve Herman. Welcome, man. Welcome. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I
4: really appreciate it.
3: I am so glad you're here. You came guns out. You know, Guns a as they say. <laughs> this is a serious <laughs> list of music. It's full of rock. We're going to go through just to name some bands, Red Rider, Green Day, Boston, Queen, ACDC, I think you get the idea. We are not pulling any punches tonight. This is about hard driving music. But the thing, Steve, man, that got me as we were chatting just before this recording is that there's such meaning and such acerbic wit and such a criticism in so many of these songs, there are statements being made. And this is music that I listened to in high school or right afterward, and I, I did not hear it. I didn't I didn't get that to that level of this music. Mm. Tell me this, before we get into track by track, when you were putting this together, did you have like a theme in mind? What were you thinking, man?
4: You know, honestly, that's not me. I didn't have a theme at all. I just thought about, you know, you said to me, hey, pick songs that mean something to you that you grew up on, you listen to, you love. And I I pick songs that move me and they all have words and lyrics that, you know, mean something and maybe to me, maybe to somebody else. But man, I just love a good groove, a good rock and roll beat with a great message. And that really, really um, resonates with me.
3: And you sing and you're playing and learning and performing with the guitar already, right? i've been a
4: lead singer in a band for over 13 years i am learning how to play guitar at the age of 60 and i play a little harmonica
3: (laughs) man (laughs) we're gonna hear some more harmonica tonight everybody get ready get ready hey wait a minute for those listening and they're either listening live on the radio on wpvm or one of the many stations that carries this this show uh should they be in the car with the top down? Should they be oh, with headphones? Tell, tell us. Tell us where we should be to listen to these these songs.
4: On the, on the fastest highway you can get away with it on. You should be <laughs> on the highway rocking. Rocking. We got some Boston. Well, I'm not going to steal your thunder, man. We got some really great songs. Great stuff. <laughs> great
3: stuff. It is It is meant to be heard uh, with the volume up, I would say. I think I almost went deaf today listening to your playlist trying to get that Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, man.
4: Cool. So I was born in Livingston, New Jersey in the young year of 1961. So I grew up on the Beatles and, you know, those types of bands. But I then moved to Miami Beach, Florida, and the 70s really struck me, you know, phenomenally like, you know, Zep, everything from the doors to, Oh, my God. Boston Sticks, Journey, Queen. I can go on forever. The bands that like rock my world. Leonard skinner you know, and and I just grew up rocking. I had a skateboard. I had long blonde hair. Now I'm bald, of course. Mm -hmm. But um, I just grew up really digging good rock and roll. And the 70s were, you know, a a good time. There was uh, some smoking going on. I can't lie. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, you know, some mind-expanding experiences, those two. So, um, yeah, and I came back for half, half a year of my junior year in uh, 11th grade and my senior year graduated from Livingston, then went to the Marine Corps. But my real growing years were absolutely in Miami Beach, Florida. And ironically, there's one song you have on here, um, Bohemian Rhapsody, is a song that that you're going to do. I I hope. Yeah. And um, that actually, I saw them do their tour in Queen at Budokan Stadium in Japan. And as a Marine Corps Vet at the time, it was just phenomenal to get not only out and let loose, but to see Queen rock, you know, mainland Japan, Yakuza Japan at Budokan Stadium. It was just really cool.
3: You know, Steve, tell me this. It's an amazing list. I can't wait to get to it yet. I'm going to pause for one more second and ask, what did not make this list? What was close, but you decided not to go and not to put it on the with the oh, big kids? Man.
4: where to begin? I was at um, Frampton Comes Alive, Peter Frampton album, in 1971. I was uh, 12 years old. I was in the stadium screaming. I'm on that album.
2: Do what you do, don't bring me down to the doctor it's just another clam. don't stand alone you might turn to stone i'm sure there is a feel for that you're on your own can't you see what it's doing to me all i want to be is by your Is by your side Well, all I wanna be Is by your,
0: side.
4: Hey, hey. by your side Ian Anderson, Death Hotel, uh, Journey um, ELO, uh, quick story I saw ELO uh, when they had a spaceship At the uh, Madison Square Garden And it slowly had this like, boom and then like maybe an hour later boom and then, like maybe 50 minutes later boom and then like 30 minutes later boom and it just got closer and closer to where it became and the top lifted off and lasers shot out and he came out there with that cello man and that was just like oh my god yellow is the bomb
3: So I've not seen that image, that ELO thing. And I don't know, Steve, that's why this is so much fun to do, because this, you're going to look down, you know, you're, you're, I'm, you're, I'm going to lose a little esteem in your eyes. All I really knew was Mr. Blue Sky, for God's sake. I, I mean, it's embarrassing to say, but I don't know. I, I was breezing through styles of music, voracious like you, I think, for music, but I, I didn't I mean, I think I went through various stages in life, but and I was in rock and roll. For me, listening to this music is like my Catholic Central high school carpool or whatever, going back and forth with some parent taking us to, to our high school. Oh
4: my God. Kind of I, I got I got a Cars. I mean, talk about a band I didn't mention, the cars. <laughs> 78, uh, 79, this girl had a Pinto. If anybody remembers oh, what those are, God, yeah. the blow up machines. <laughs> and we would get six, sometimes seven of us in that little Pinto. And we would crank up the cars, man. And it was just like a memory that will never, ever leave me. It was just such a great time and what a great experience. It just, just, just the love of, of what they did. And Rico Kasich and the band was just phenomenal.
3: Phenomenal. You know? Phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal i it's funny you know i look at your list and i i almost don't i don't think they belong on this somehow on this list but but they i love that that cars record that first cars record i listened to wore it out i think on their second record though the song it's all i can do Ooh, yeah. i think that is up there in the top two or three two or three, oh, and yeah maybe the perfect pop song i have listened to that song a couple hundred times with headphones listening to where the guitar is going that it's all i can do one of the greats and that's not even on the first record which was completely epic the first, the first. oh
4: absolutely absolutely and and it's not on my list because you asked me about you know this list in particular um not that i wasn't thinking about the cars because i was but there were so many bands that ran through my mind and you know <laughs> B-52s. I mean, I can go on, you know, Sid Vicious. I mean, crazy stuff that shaped me, but not as much as the ones that I've on
0: this list.
3: That's what I want to hear, my friend, because this is a specialist to you. And as I went through it, I was appreciating it anew for the first time in some cases, or just really listening hard again to some of these songs that I did know. And it was um, it was eye-opening in some ways. And
4: So I'll tell you a little secret. Mm. Kiss was one of my very favorite bands in the 70s in Miami Beach, Florida, ironically. Mm. Um, but I had almost outplayed them, if that makes sense. I've heard mm. so much Kiss in my life growing up. I was like, yeah, I could throw Kiss. Nah, everybody knows Kiss. I'll leave them off the list.
3: <laughs> uh, but they're on the list because in Surrender, they talk about getting their KISS records out. So they they made an appearance in the list. Yeah, weeks. that's
4: true. In they the they made a cameo.
3: Were they made, made a cameo. Oh, I just blew it. Hey, everybody, we're gonna listen to Surrender later. Okay, let's start with our, our first track. And it is momentous. It is big. It is kind of scary. I gotta be honest. This is called Lunatic Fringe. Oh
4: my God, that boy can
3: rip it. And,
4: and I try to emulate him. I idolize him, you know, little friends, we all know you're out there. It's just such a, Oh my God, <laughs> like in your face.
3: In kind of song. your face, taunting, yes. taunting the French. you the, the whole time. The, the whole yeah. Time the ones that are out there i mean i don't want to go into politics i won't i promise but on the left or on the right or wherever they are we can hear you coming we can hear you coming no you're not going to win this time you're not going to win we can hear the footsteps out along the walkway lunatic fringe we know you're out there can you feel the resistance can you feel the thunder Oh, God. Yeah. It's powerful, man.
4: It's huge lyrics, and it's just such a song that you just want to crank up and look over at the car next to you and go, yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: That's right. In your pinto with eight people. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's share the love of Lunatic Fringe. This is the band Red Rider, the record as far as Siam. It's 1980. We're in the car with Steve Furman. Let's crank it. Red Rider, Lunatic Fringe, powerful, unbelievable lyrics. On the website, LesterTheNightFly.com, there'll be a, a blog post with all of the songs. We'll put some lyrics in there, and I'm going to do a bunch of music video, choice music video from this playlist, so you'll be able to go there. Just go to LesterTheNightFly.com, and you can check it out. Okay, Steve, we're moving on. Now, this is much more recent. We moved from 1980 to 2004. It's Green Day, American Idiot. They made a musical, for God's sake, out of this yeah. uh, this record, which I and didn't And I see. saw it. You, I went there. What I was it like? It. What did you think?
4: I don't even know how to explain it. It was just such an amazing experience about, you know, their lives and and, and just like, you know, what they've been through and, and, and drugs and rock and roll and sex and, <laughs> you know, all the things we all love. What can I say? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was just an amazing use of their songs in a play that you were never bored. I mean, you were never even like not 10 lives constantly with what's going to happen next. I I, I just really enjoyed it.
3: I think it's not a secret that this is politically motivated, their whole approach to the world. I read just um, this afternoon, this American Idiot, the record, a concept album, 21 September 2004, follows the story of Jesus of suburbia, a lower middle class American anti-hero my children laughing in the background well
4: they've always been anti-establishment yeah that's one of the things i like about them
3: yeah, yeah. wait a minute steve tell me this i think of you i know you were in the military and the marines correct yep. and are you anti-establishment in general or or tell tell us about that side of you
4: you know i'm not anti-establishment as much as i'm anti how screwed up they just really are and they can't seem to get out of their own way And so many and and I'll give you a quick little share. I wasn't in any quote unquote war. I was in the Marine Corps 79 to 84. But um, the skirmish that I saw in the Philippines, we lost 20 guys never happened. And that really turned me. I went in the military as gung ho, man. I'm going to be the best I can be. I'm a Marine. I'm tough. I'm mean, all that other bullshit that you, you think about. And the reality is I watched them let us die. And, you know, that will never, ever leave me that that's that's kind of made me a bit jaded at, at, at politicians. And, and, and look at the last couple presidents. I'm not saying what my political view is. It's it, it, it's kind of irrelevant. But the reality is that the establishment is is why who decides that we, we the people decide what goes on. But do we really do we really mm. have a say in it? So I'm not anti-establishment as much as I'm anti-bullshit, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, people should be taken care of. Like, how many vets are out there that are working their asses off and, and they got nothing out of the service? No help, no support, PTSD. I can go on forever. I don't want to make it a soapbox.
3: I uh, didn't go into the military. You did. So you, I admire what you did. Start straight out right there. And whenever I speak to anybody who's been in the military and, you know, I work with some people that that are, have been and our veterans and I have great respect. And I think there is no dollar that can be uh, that, that should not be spent to support our military. And I do whatever I can whenever I can to support, you know, the guys that and men and women that that, that volunteered. I didn't. Okay. Okay. I, I. mean, I wasn't an it occasion for me. It doesn't make you a
4: bad person. No. It no. You're right, wrong, or indifferent. It's the path I chose. Yeah. I didn't go to college, and I yeah. wish I had. So, it's all good.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, American Idiot is a cutting uh, commentary written out of anger, really, uh, really anger at our leadership, who you know is not supporting the regular person. Let's listen to Green Day, American Idiot, here on Lester the Nightfly. I'll tell you one quick, quick story. I I bought the record, you know, uh, American idiot, listened to it a little bit and said, ah, not interested six months later. And I don't even read entertainment weekly. I happen to be somewhere. I look at the back of entertainment weekly and there's Stephen King writing about the record saying, this is the greatest rock and roll record ever made. <laughs> and i'm love and if you'd stephen only king.
4: bought that stock when it was low
3: right well i, I am that? like stephen king and I, I the greatest i love stephen king I, oh pj what's wrong with you look in the mirror man go back and listen to that record and i did and that's when it happened i don't know why you know what happened there but now i revere the record like everybody uh this is a that was a great great representation um of of that 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 whole thing yeah Okay, so we move from American Idiot to Bohemian Rhapsody. Now everybody knows this. I did look up a, one little fact I thought was kind of interesting because, as you're, you know, you're preparing for a show like this, you start, you know, trying to get smart and become an uh, intellectual about the the track. Scaramouche, 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 Scaramouche. Yeah, will you? Scaramucci. Did did you do the fandango? And yeah. that is um, uh, uh, the, the definition is a boastful coward. Interesting. And then when they yell Galileo, okay, Galileo, how about this? Galileo. You and I are thinking like the astronomer Galileo. What's that all right. about? Listen right. to this. Now you know there are a lot, there's a lot of speculation, so I don't promise that I have all the right answers. But l- listen to this. In fact, Galileo was the name of Jesus Christ in the ancient in ancient Rome. In other words, the only way to get out of the demonic nightmare of the song is to magnify Jesus Christ and ask him for help. But the boy can't believe that God is concerned about him. Nobody loves me and refuses the salvation. Now, I'm not promising that's right, but holy moly.
4: think (laughs) Think about that for a second. It was all Freddie Mercury's idea. Yeah. So think about the genius of what Freddie was trying to do, because the album was what the album, the song was what it was. He's like, you know what? We got to do something a little different here. We got to, like, change it up a little bit. And, and if you haven't watched the movie, you really should watch the movie because it really depicts how they forced him to like sing higher and actually hit a note that he didn't think he was even capable of.
3: He was sort of cast aside. He was always a little weird looking, always yeah. didn't quite fit in, you know, quite Paris disowned
4: him. They did not want to do it. You're not yeah. Hindi. Get out of here. We don't want to know you, but he was actually, um, I think if I, if I, my memory serves him me right, he was really a Christian.
3: Let's listen to Bohemian Rhapsody from the band Queen.
2: Little high, little
0: low Any way the wind blows Doesn't really matter to me To me Mama Just
2: killed a man Put a gun against him I triggered he's dead. do
3: That was Queen, Night at the Opera, 1975, the song Bohemian Rhapsody. You're listening to Lester the Nightfly. My guest is Steve Furman. So happy that we have Steve Furman here. I was listening to your music the entire day while I was taking my kids to school. Afterward, I was doing some homework tonight, trying to get... Up to speed. Not that this is really an intellectual show by any stretch, but I did. I got to tell you, Steve, I was looking at the lyrics kind of with shock. I did not realize how cutting and how, what a statement so many of these songs were making. I thought, oh, rock and roll, just loud music, guitars, rock and roll. I've listened to these songs. I know oh. these songs. For instance, uh, what is it? Adam's Apple. What? It's Genesis, it's the Garden of Eden.
2: We're we'll
4: About Adam and Eve in the Bible, and it was just it hit me, man. And I'm a Jew, I'm not even in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, but this is one of the songs that my old band sang, and I just like, but he told me, Hey, dude, you should sing Adam's apple. I'm like, What's that? He's like, You never heard Adam's apple? I'm like, No.
3: <laughs> well, Jesus was a saw. Jew. Hey, Steve, Jesus was a Jew, okay? Let's just say he's it right now. Just he's still me. a Jew, okay?
4: they don't think he's
2: not
3: anymore. We claimed him, but you know, we should look into this. <laughs> delighted to go through this list with you let's go to boston though the town or the band let's go with the band the track is walk on i would not have chosen this there are so many great boston songs that i know i didn't really know this one i'm familiar with so much of their work why did you choose this track and tell us tell us what's going on here it's more
4: than a feeling
3: yeah, I might have gone there. Yeah, no,
4: not not that song. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> um, honestly, th- this is like you said in the beginning of the show. This is the, in my eyes, the epitome of the driving show. Sorry, Sammy Hagar and '55, and all that's great. But the reality is, man, when you're cruising down the road and Boston Walk On comes on, it is just like light my fire kind of music.
3: we're in our car in our pinto crowded with uh, with teenagers but man i think this is also great for headphones because this 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 is another planet this is another world you know when you listen to this song
4: shook me all night long
3: oh that is This is a hormone song. This is You Shook Me All Night Long, AZDC, (laughs) (laughs) the record Back in Black. It's 1980, and we're at the dance, getting excited. Here we go.
4: oh man rock and roll (laughs) it's just um it's been a long time since a rock and roll i mean let's be fair (laughs) you know they've been around for such a long time a lot of people didn't really understand who they were or get to even like hear them or notice them until the 70s but they were really hot in the '60s, and um, rock and roll to me is is special because it's always been my lead song in in actually every band I've been in.
2: Been a long time since a rocky roll. Been a long time since I did the
0: stroke.
4: City and the Nerds. If you're from New Jersey, you know who they are. They're a really high-paid, active, playable before COVID, play all the time band, and um, they asked me up on stage to sing rock and roll. Somebody told me I could sing, so I got up on stage, and man, these guys can play some music. And and I sang in front of like 45 lawyers, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it just lit my world like oh my god i gotta get back into singing and then later years they came to a fireworks carnival at, in livingston during 4th of july and there was five thousand people and i got up on stage shaking in my boots i cannot lie and i sang rock and roll like i've never sang up before that sweet child of mine and they were um that was just O- always been like my song. I just love rock and roll, man.
3: Steve, if you were to pick a Sticks track, just one, you did mention them. What would come to mind for this this oh, show?
4: God, Grand Illusion. Ah,
3: yes. Well done. Grand Illusion. You got the. You, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you got the answer right. That's something that'd be oh, the drama. Is. Welcome to, I mean, just good lord, welcome
2: to the grand illusion. Come on in,
3: sages, fight, whatever the words see are. See what's I mean, happening, bad. see what's happening. Just like, welcome to this other planet or something. It was such yeah, a yeah,
4: great... they, they they took you on a journey, yeah, which, which kind of like going to see a rush concert. I didn't put rush on here, but going to see a rush concert, like you go on a journey.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah, Rush really does fit this list quite a bit, actually But we're moving into some territory that I had never covered Never crossed Territory that was new to me with Black Sabbath and Ozzy And their second record, but in their first year, essentially (laughs) The song is War Pigs The record is Paranoia I did my homework This came out in September Their first record, Black Sabbath Was like April, May, 1970 one could argue, and I don't think that you'd win this argument, that they were punk, because it was a punk time. But really, this is heavy metal, and maybe the, in some ways the dawn of heavy metal. But man, oh man, I would say, I put this with your your Red Rider, the Lunatic Fringe record. This is chilling, this is scary, this is cutting. This is, man, if, if they had... If they had the wherewithal, the damage would be done if this song could do damage. I mean, they were they were mad and they were pissed off and it was Vietnam and they were taking no prisoners. And I don't think I've ever heard a commentary as cutting and biting as what you, you hear in War Pigs.
4: This song is very political. It's all about the man holding down everybody. Think about it. You know, generals gather in their masses.
1: Generals gathered in their masses Just like witches at black masses Evil minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of Death Construction In the fields of bodies burning War machine keeps turning <laughs> Death and hatred to mankind <laughs> poisoning their brainwashed minds you know,
4: They're talking about all the generals about, about to run the war basically you know there's a lot of lyrics in there about calling on your knees and everything else it, it, it's just it's so politically driven. And it's their stance against politics.
3: No more war pigs have the power. Hand of God has struck the hour. Day of judgment, God is calling. On their knees, the war pigs crawling. Begging mercy for their sins. Satan laughing, spreads his wings. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. I mean, <laughs> I, you can't write it any more, uh, yeah. any better. That, that, that is just epic. I mean, this, you, you, I'll put the lyrics on the, the show page for this. This song is absolutely chilling. And, you know, you mentioned Jethro Tull is maybe a, a band that would be on here. They fit right in here with Jethro Tull. I oh, would yeah. say, Sabbath. You know? Oh, yeah.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and it's weird, you know, as a child, you listen to the song or as an adult, whatever. And if you don't listen necessarily to the words, you listen to the beat and the song and the sound and the groove, and that's all awesome. Nothing wrong with that. But when you listen to some of the lyrics of these songs, it's like, wow, what are they really trying to say? I mean, what is, is this like who they stand for? What they stand for? And, and it gives you pause and that's another reason why I picked
3: it and you know again I, I, I feel slightly um, uh, I don't know uh, ashamed I don't know I I I, <laughs> I didn't hear the lyrics back then I was into the tunes and the music and the feeling and the all the things that go with a great rock and roll song but I did not look at lyrics of, of many songs I think and I really feel like I missed out and I'm, I'm Really thankful that you're bringing this stuff to us because this is really worth just reading, much less listening to the drama that they deliver. And it is Ozzy, right? That's Ozzy singing.
4: Oh yeah, it's Ozzy singing, all right? And believe me, you are not alone. I would say 99% of us listen to music and have no idea what they really were talking about, what they meant, mm-hmm. or it took the time to actually consider like what the, what it stood for. And I think that's so important.
1: Darkness world stops turning Ashes where the bodies burning No more war pigs of the power and as God has struck the hour Day of judgment God is calling on the knee. The war pigs crawling, begging mercy for the sin. Satan laughing spreads his wings. Allowed.
0: Because
4: music is a way to really express your thoughts, your emotions, who you are, what you are, what you believe in.
3: We'll be right back with more from Steve Furman here on Lester the Nightfly right after this. You may be listening right now to one of these bold and innovative radio stations WHPW 97.3 FM in Harpswell, Maine. KYGT 103.9 and 102.7 FM, The GOAT in Clear Creek, Colorado. The playlist is all about rock and roll, and we're just diving into some of the lyrics, we're having a lot of fun. We have two more tracks for you, Steve. I don't think we have to analyze this one too much, but this meant a lot to me. This whole record, live at Budokan, Cheap Trick, uh, <laughs> way back in 1978, 79. I mean, I played this out. Uh, this was their record, and it was a live record. And you know, the critics, which maybe we don't really care about, but the critics gave it like a B minus, B. And they were saying, "Oh, the recording quality," and you know, blah 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 blah. That record oh, was a dang. monster record. It made Cheap Trick, and the oh, fact dang. that it was in Japan, and they they had screaming, crazy Japanese kids going out of their heads, and yep. the record. I had never heard any of their music, so I didn't I didn't know the studio stuff, whatever. I mean, this was my introduction to Cheap Trick, and that record just killed the whole thing.
4: So I'll tell you a little secret about Budokan Stadium. At least when we were there in the Marine Corps, I mm. saw Queen in 1981 and they did the Bohemian Rhapsody tour. And um, they're very against like being vocal. They want you like the Japanese police, we call them Japs, Japanese, Japanese police. And they really want you to sit in your seats and not get crazy and get out of control. And when we saw Queen, you know, they had um, already had, um, you know, Surrender and, and, and Live at Budokan, Cheap trick there, so they knew what they were in for. But the Japanese Nationals, as we call them, and the Marine Corps and everybody else in the service that was there, we just rushed the stage and we're jumping up and down like wild people. Oh, no, you must sit down. Oh, no, sit, sit, sit. And they really wanted to control it and have you just clap at the end of a song. <laughs> and, and we're like, what? Get my shirts off, man. I'm swinging shit. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, don't
4: even try that mess with me. So yeah. we knocked them all down and we, and we rushed to the stage. <laughs> and I'm sure they did at, at Cheap Trick Live at Budokan as
0: well. Yeah. <laughs>
3: So to end our time with Steve Furman, man, first of all, thank you for being here. It's been really fun. to Well, share thank your you. List.
4: You're like the best, dude. I
3: love it. Oh, it sounds great. I like to hear that. I like to hear that.
4: It's true. It's all true. <laughs> and you've known me long enough that, you know, I don't tell anything that's not true.
3: Uh, okay. I got to believe it then. I'm going to believe that. This is Roadhouse Blues. It's The Doors. We're, we've gone way back in time to 1970. The album... Morrison Hotel, one of the great records of all time. Thanks to our friends T. Furman. Let's take a listen to Roadhouse Blues. I'll keep your eyes on the road. you to Lester the Nightfly. My guest, Steve Furman, deliver the goods. It was rock and roll in its finest. And I look forward to sharing with you more music on the next episode of Lester the Nightfly. This has been a PJ DJ production.